welcome to Rookie Road Cycling. If road cycling is your new hobby and you want to be better informed to get more out of it, then this is the place for you. I'm Lexi Rose and thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk a bit about how to maintain your bike and the tools that you'll need to do so. But firstly, well, hope you're all okay and getting by all right and doing some cycling, even though, well, in the UK at least, it's been really cold and pretty grey, but just standard winter weather, I guess. Uh, Me, I've been off radar a little bit recently, Uh, not done very much cycling, not been doing any podcasting. I think all the events of 2020 and with two house moves and three different jobs and well, everything else uh, just finally caught up with me and took its toll. But beauty of cycling, it's an activity, a sport, a pastime that's always there waiting for you, uh, even if you neglect it for a while. So it's uh, it's there ready for when you want to pick it up again. So new year, fresh start, and I'm hoping to get a bit more back into things. So please watch this space, uh, some more podcasts and cycle bean activity to come. Okay, so let's get straight into today's topic. It's a pretty big subject really, but I'm going to try and keep it fairly to the point, ease us back into things and stay with more of an overview rather than getting into all the nitty gritty detail. So let's start with good old keeping your bike clean. Um, I can almost hear a few groans at that, but it's so worthwhile. And when you have a system for cleaning and a few products and materials to help you, it's so much easier and actually really satisfying and so much nicer riding a clean bike, not just because it looks better, but it also runs better. As I said, once you have a system and a routine and a little box of cleaning tricks to help you, then it really isn't a big deal and doesn't need to take long. If you have a hose, then that's very helpful. Not a power washer, I hasten to add. Uh, I've lived many years without a hose or a garden, but I've got by with a bucket of water plus some clean water for at the end. So that's certainly possible. It's good to have some sort of proper bike wash, like something so it's gentle so it won't hurt the paint, but it's got some proper cleaning properties so it'll actually cut through the dirt. So water, cleaner, sponges, a brush, maybe two, and you're away. You'll need to take the wheels off to get a proper clean around the brakes and you'll also need some sort of chain cleaner to cut through the black grease and dirt on the chain and on the chain rings and the cassette. I tend to use an aerosol spray type cleaner. But that's essentially it. All you need to do a decent bike clean. Then an old rag or an old tea towel or t-shirt to do a quick dry. Um, Not forgetting of course to re-lubricate the chain and then you're done. A nice clean bike all ready for your next outing. So starting with the basics, pumping your tyres up. Um, It took me a while to invest in a decent track pump, but so glad I did. I haven't looked back. I was using just a mini pump before that, but so much easier and more effective to get to the seven bar or whatever it is you aim for with your bike and so much more satisfying. With my summer wheels that have latex tubes um, that lose their air more quickly, I would need to pump the tyres up pretty much every day before I went out and a track pump really made a big difference, so I recommend getting one. Next, then your chain. So it was a long time before I considered doing anything with my chain, but I think it was one pretty quiet day sometime during last summer when I decided I should experiment with taking my chain off so that I could give it a really good clean. Um, I had a chain rivet tool on my multi-tool, and this is actually pretty not necessarily easy, but it's fairly intuitive to use, at least when you're disconnecting the chain or taking the rivet out or rather partially out. Um, It's a slightly different story when you're trying to fix it together again, but 
it is possible, um, even for a beginner. Anyway, on this journey of discovery, I then stumbled across what are called quick links, a link in the chain that looks a little different to all the others and where the chain is actually designed to be broken. Whilst it's meant to be possible to break the chain here with your hands, I personally found this to be impossible, so I invested in my next tool, which is a pair of chain link pliers, a simple little set of pliers designed specifically to make this task very simple. So suddenly I found myself buying a new chain, using my chain rivet tool to take out a couple of excess links, simply measured against the old chain, and then using my chain link pliers to connect the chain via the quick link. Very, very satisfying. Next up, changing cassettes. Um, cassettes will get worn and will eventually need changing, or you may find you want a different cassette to suit the terrain you're cycling, or in my case, I have a combination of 10 speed and 11 speed bikes and kept changing my mind about which set of wheels I wanted with which bike. Uh, so for a long time, I kept taking the rear wheels into my local bike shop and asking them to change the cassettes for me until I realized it would not be impossible to try and do it myself. So my next purchase, I bought a chain whip and a lock ring remover tool, which came as a set. And if I can do this, then you can do this. It's again, it's sort of intuitive, but not a bad idea to watch one of the many videos on YouTube to get an idea of the basics before you get started. Even though I've changed cassettes a few times now, I still find I'm caught in this like weird mind bending moment when I get started and I'm trying to figure out what to hold in which hand and what needs to turn which way. And it gets me every time. But again, when you actually do it, it is super satisfying. Just a word of warning though, you do need to watch out for spacers between cogs and also whether you need a spacer that goes on first before the cassette. And this will depend on whether you have a 10 speed or an 11 speed cassette. Fine if you're just changing like for like, but for anything else, you'll need to get some advice on that. Next, pedals. Never thought about pedals until one day, some years ago, when I was going abroad and planning to hire a bike and someone said, bring your own shoes and pedals. Great, I thought that's a good plan. Until I went to investigate how to actually take my pedals off. And yeah, unfortunately, they were pretty much welded on, had never been taken off. Um, and no amount of jumping up and down on Allen keys, which is obviously the worst technique possible, um, was going to budge them. So lesson learned. And since then, just like with cassettes and wheels, I've changed my mind many times when it comes to pedals. So I've tried all sorts of different types of pedals, and so I'm frequently taking them off and putting them on again. And they barely need to be more than finger tight, because of course, when you're pedaling, you're pedaling in the direction of doing them up. Uh, so this brings me on to my next tools, a pedal spanner and an anti-seize compound. A lot of pedals will come off with an Allen key, but personally I find that the spanner, well, it's just my preferred tool for that task. The anti-seize compound is a tube of a type of grease or lubricant that helps keep threaded connections and other joints moving more freely. So useful for a range of things, not just the pedals. Now then, just some general basics. So every cyclist should have some sort of multi-tool with a range of Allen keys. That is a must. Also some sort of chain oil and lubricant, that is a must too. Also an inner tube, of course, and tyre levers for when you're out. A mini pump can also be important, but with increasing numbers of cyclists using CO2 canisters, then I guess it's no longer essential to have a mini pump. But you need something to inflate your inner tube, of course. And actually just a note then on Allen keys and their use. 
You'll notice at locations on your bike where you have those hexagonal sockets where you'll use your Allen keys, that they will have the required torque that said fitting needs to be tightened to. For example, my stem tells me that the maximum torque that I should apply in tightening it is six newton meters. Now, I don't currently have one, but my next purchase may well be a torque wrench so that I can tighten things correctly. People often tighten things too much, thinking that that's better, but you can damage components when they are too tight. Okay, a few other things that are worth checking and can be done easily. Uh, a quick saddle check. I know it sounds obvious, but just to check that it's solid and that the level and the height is still correct. It should be, but even a couple of millimetres slip or slide from what it should be can make a massive difference to the comfort of your ride, so it's worth a quick check. Also, do your wheels run true? So simply just lift the bike and spin the wheels in turn. And if you see a little wobble, then the wheel isn't true, at which point you'll need to take it to a bike shop. Unless you happen to know how to true a wheel. I certainly don't, but maybe one day. Uh, and needless to say, if you notice something like this, then it's you shouldn't really be riding it. It will lead to damage of the bike and could potentially be dangerous. Um, so another check then, again, spin the wheels and check the brakes and check the gears are running smoothly through the whole range. Saggy brakes and grinding gears need to be fixed, um, but small adjustments can be relatively simple to make ourselves with just the barrel adjusters. Now, another point on brakes is that you should check them for wear. You'll probably be able to feel if they're becoming less responsive, so just check the brake pads. Um, with rim brakes, it's pretty easy to just look and check that the main pad isn't a flat surface and you've still got some grooves showing, and really you want to replace them well before they actually get to that point. Uh, for disc brakes, you'll need to actually remove the wheel and pull the brake pad out of the caliper just to be able to see how worn they are. Now, having said all that, do take it to your local bike shop if you're unsure and if you think it needs more than just a tweak. And also on that note, it's definitely good to take your bike for an annual service. Um, really worthwhile to have a professional check everything over. That is highly recommended. Now, some of these simple checks that we can do ourselves are much easier with a bike repair stand or a work stand. Now, so far I haven't invested something else that I want to get. But what I do have is a little stand that just lifts the back wheel and it does make some of these elements of bike maintenance a lot easier. And it's certainly a step up from the days when I did everything either with my bike upside down or balanced like precariously on things in the house and that never worked well at all. I mean, like it generally involved like a, a kitchen stool or a small coffee table and then like books and Tupperware kind of stacked up to the correct height and funnily enough never worked so don't try that. Not that you were going to, right? Uh, but if you do have a proper work stand, well, I'm jealous, but also I do know that you need to be careful of where you clamp your bike. Many bikes, and particularly the nicer carbony ones, uh, don't want to be just clamped anywhere. So usually the seat post is a safe bet, but you do need to check that. Okay, final top tips as follows. Baby wipes, washing up liquid and sugar. The baby wipes are great for a quick and amazingly impressive grime and chain clean. How they can be kind to baby's skin, I have no idea, because they cut through just the worst kind of bike grime. Um, and then the washing up liquid and the sugar is for your hands and nails for when they are black and filthy. Okay, so quick summary. Keep your bike clean. It's easy to do with a little bit of kit and your bike will last longer and run smoother. Keep your tyres well inflated and a track pump will be hugely helpful with this. 
chain link pliers and a chain rivet tool is all you need to remove and reconnect your chain and take links out if needed. A chain whip and a lock ring remover tool and then you can change your own cassettes till your heart's content but don't forget about the spacers. Finally a pedal spanner and some anti-seize compound. Then as I mentioned I think my other main purchases would be a torque wrench and a work stand. This is all in addition to the ever-essential multi-tool and then tyre levers and inner tube and mini pump or CO2 canisters that you should have with you on any outing. It's easy to do some simple bike checks yourself just by doing a simple saddle wiggle or a wheel spin or brakes and gears test or check. But for anything else you're not sure about, take it to your friendly local bike shop. Well, that's it for this episode. Look out for the next podcast, which will be on stretching and strength. I'll also be updating the website and get going again with the gram. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something to take away. Don't forget to tell people, share our love for cycling. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can also find us on the website, cyclebean.cc. Stay safe, rookie roadies. See you next time.